And uh, I remember the first time I ever saw Wayne sing. Um, I was leading worship at Lord's Chapel. And Wayne came up to me uh, in the parking lot afterwards and said, you know, I want to meet you. And I said, well, okay. And uh, it turns out that we had some connection in the past. And he, he ended up over at our house. I don't know if it was that afternoon or the next day or something. And uh, this guy, Randy Thompson, and I would, would get together and we'd sing. And, and Wayne came over and he brought his guitar and, and he began to sing. And in those days when Wayne sang, he often made faces. Uh, <laughs> And if you were sitting real close to him, it was kind of scary. Uh, but one of the things that I am eternally grateful, and I, and I sincerely mean this, I don't mean this in any joking way whatsoever. One of the things that Wayne taught me was that it doesn't matter if you mess up. It doesn't matter if you are doing this and everybody else is doing this. You know, it doesn't matter. You just just go ahead. Just just go ahead. And and finish the song. <laughs> and that that has meant so much to me in my life and and if the body of Christ could learn to just go ahead. You know, and and finish the song. Yeesh. It'd be super. It'd be great. Uh, we're f- speaking of finishing. We're finishing this series on uh, I am, and uh, there are only three uh, statements really of Jesus that we covered in this. There are more. They're in the book of John. I would encourage you to to get in there and find them because they're certainly worth looking at. They're certainly worth thinking about. But we're going to end up today with I am the light of the world. If you'll stand with me, we got four verses that we're going to read. And it's a little different because they are not actually connected chronologically in the, in, I mean, it's not verse one, verse two, verse three, verse four. Uh, they're all from different places, but they do connect. And so uh, let's read together. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would speak to us, that you would help us to see today what you have created us to be. And that you would help us, Lord God, to fulfill the vision that you have for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The first thing that we hear God say in Scripture, the first words that we hear coming out of the mouth of God are, let there be light. Uh, and, and literally, it can be translated, light be. That's what it is. 
And it's, 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 that's, it's astounding if you just stop right there. Uh, because if I were making up something about how the earth got created, I don't know that I would start there. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, whether you, whether you take the early chapters of Genesis as a, as a, as a science textbook or whether you take them as, as, as a piece, work of poetry, it, it is astounding either way that almost 4,000 years ago, Moses knew that the first thing there had to be was light. Wouldn't, wouldn't have probably been my choice. And yet, I think physicists would agree with him. Light. It's the first thing that had to come forth. few interesting things about light. Most of you already know a lot of this stuff. Uh, light travels at 186,282 miles per second, which is a little faster than traffic to Nashville does on a weekday. One of the other very interesting things about it is that it is perhaps even the only uh, absolute constant in the universe, unchanging. Doesn't matter what day of the week is, 186,282 miles per second. Doesn't matter what the temperature is, 186,282. Two miles per second. It, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. 186,282 miles per second. It, you know, it doesn't matter if it's an Ever Ready or if it's a Railvac. It's 186,202 miles per second. Is there anything else you can think of that is a constant in the universe? Just, just one. I am. <laughs> yeah, the one unchanging fixed point in the universe. The brightest star in the sky apart from the sun is Sirius, the dog star. Not to be confused with any, there is no cat star, actually. Uh, I had had a person come up to me and uh, and I'm not even going to say what they said because I'll get in trouble. Even though I didn't say it, I'd, uh, but uh, but if you if you if you look up in in the constellation Canis Major and you see Sirius, uh, it's twice as massive as the sun. Actually, it's a binary star. There's two stars there, and, and Sirius A is twice as massive as, as the sun. But what you're seeing when you look at it is actually light that left that star a little over eight and a half years ago. And so when you look into the night sky and you and you see and find the dog star, you feel younger. I hope y'all get better. Uh. <laughs> uh, Deneb is the second closest star, and it's one of the 25 brightest stars in the night sky. It's in the, it's in the uh, Crinus constellation, or, or, the, or the swan, and it, uh, in some places it's called the, uh, uh, the, North, the North, Northern Cross, and this is, actually, uh, this is actually Deneb right there. Uh, it's 1,600 light years away. So when you look at it, what you're seeing is light that left that place around 500 A.D. Yeah. A lot of you already knew this kind of stuff, though. But this, I'm refreshing your memory because something's going to come up here in a minute that you're going to connect this to. Uh, under the best circumstances with the naked eye, uh, the farthest stars away that we can actually see are 
are some 4,000 light years away. So when you look at them, the light that you're actually seeing is the light that was leaving that star when Abraham was looking at the night sky. We'll connect there. Uh, There is an entire galaxy that you can see that will look like a star sometimes in the night sky. It's the Andromeda galaxy and light from it left two and a half million years ago. That's how long it takes for it to reach earth. Light, and I'm sure all of you know this, is part of the electromagnetic spectrum. (laughs) But we can only see a tiny fraction of it. Uh, That gray bar up there, that's the electromagnetic spectrum, and the part that's in color is the part that we can actually see. And so, realistically, when when you think about things, think about all of the wonders that we see All of the beauties that we see, all of the things that we look at and go, wow, God's universe is so incredible. And then realize that we're only seeing a little tiny fraction of the things that there are to see in the universe. Wow, what it must be to be able to see these other things as well. And I also suspect that with God, that that gray bar is just a little tiny fraction of everything that there is to see. Putting putting things into perspective. John 1, 1, 2 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. I, I, I talked just a little while ago about Jesus being the only begotten of the Father. He is the Word. He is the only begotten there can be because He is everything that God has to say. It wasn't like God left some things in reserve so He could beget some more. It's all, the fullness of the deity dwells in Jesus Christ. That's what the scripture says. Was he before God said light be? I don't know. That's one of those things that's hidden out there. Was he? Be, I mean, if, I, if you can imagine God with nothing to say, then maybe Jesus wasn't. But as soon as he had anything to say, and certainly when he said light be, Jesus sprang into action. Through him all things were created. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. That life was the light of men. And so the incarnation, Jesus coming and being born as a a babe in Bethlehem is not not just the mystery of God becoming human in sort of a, a, a Roman Greek God pantheon kind of way where, you know, the, the God looked down and saw a human and, you know, and decided, well, I'm attracted to that one and we'll have a child. No, this, this mystery is far deeper because what was born in Bethlehem, what, what was born on, on Christmas Day wasn't some kind of amalgamation of, of, a, of a humanoid God and a, and a, and, and a human. No, this was, this was the, the pulsating energy, the light that created everything that we see and illuminates our ability to see it. That's what it was. It came into the world. The true light that gives light to every man. And so when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. When he, when he said that, he knew what he meant, but we, we had no clue. I mean, we... we couldn't begin to to comprehend exactly what he was saying, what he was talking about when he says, I am the light of the world. 
There are, there are a number of senses in which he, which he would be. Colossians 1.17 says he is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is that energy that holds everything together. First of all, in a, in a, in a literal sense, he is, he is gravity, he's um, 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 DNA, he's subatomic, he's a table of the elements, he's electricity, uh, geothermal energy, nuclear fission. He, he, is, he is what literally holds the universe in place. I, you know when you were a kid and you found out that the world wasn't flat? I'm young enough to remember that. You think you were born knowing that the world was a ball and you were somewhere on it and it was spinning around at 25,000 miles an hour? You didn't know that. No, somebody taught you that. And the first time you heard it, you went, no way. Get out of town. Chinese people stand on their heads? They're up, the Australians are upside down? It's just amazing. He is the force that makes all that work and makes all that hold together. But it's not just scientific, as cool as that is. I mean, in a, in a poetic sense, he's beauty. He's music, he's he's joy, he's hope, he's wisdom, he's mercy, he's love. He's everything that makes makes life worthwhile. He's the light of the world. It's literally what he is. He he, he is all those things. He is is the, the, the force that holds things together, the observable things that can be held together, but he's the invisible things as well. That makes like... Makes life worth living. Makes it worthwhile. When he says, I am, I am the light of the world. I mean, who wants to live without this stuff? You know, even if, even if gravity will hold you to the planet. You know, even if, even if all those little neutrons and things inside of you are, are behaving and doing what they should do, you, you want this as well. And he's all of that. When he says, I am light, I am the light of the world, he's all of that. And he addresses a specific result here. There are a lot of results that come as a consequence of him being the light of the world. But here he says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Over in John, we read, we read a, part, a part of this. John chapter 3, it's a great chapter in the Bible. It's where Nicodemus comes and talks to Jesus, and Jesus tells him you must be born again. And then later he says, God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And, and He says here, He goes on to say, same, same conversation. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. The gospel is unlike any offer that's ever been made anywhere, anytime to anybody. I mean, it just is. I mean, think about it. Here's the deal. If you believe God's word, you will have eternal life. 
That's it. That's the deal. You mean, I'll never die and I'll have peace and joy and creativity and I'll be able to see all that stuff in the gray part of the, of the scale and, and I'll be able to see even beyond that. And, and, and all I got to do is just believe in God's word. Yep, that's the offer of the gospel. That's it. Period. End of sentence. And yet, the world has perpetrated a semi-myth. Most of you are aware of this, and most of you can finish the quote. Uh, if it sounds too good to be true, well, you know, that's, that's a, I mean, I have a couple of problems with this. First of all, are the rest of y'all paying attention? And then second of all, what do you mean Probably. I mean, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. There are no Nigerian princes out there trying to get <laughs> millions of dollars into the United States and, and needing your help and just happen to come across your email address. It's just not happening. You cannot buy a new iPad for $19.27. The bid might be $19.27, but there's the $400 you spent bidding before you got the bid. See what I'm saying? And in, and in, the, and in the world, that's absolutely true. I mean, I think it's an absolute. In fact, the truth of the matter is, if it sounds very good at all in the world, it probably isn't. But if it sounds too good to be true, it sure isn't. But in the kingdom... Concerning the gospel, that myth is an absolute lie. And the gospel is truth. Because it, it, not only does it sound too good to be true, let me just tell you, it's better than it sounds. We don't even begin to know how good it really is, this offer is. And, it's, and, it's, and it makes perfect sense. Because in the, in the beginning, in the garden, they only had one rule. Don't eat from that tree. And they couldn't keep it. And so, you know, have you ever looked back at Adam and just gone, <laughs> you and Eve, you just, you started all this. I could have done that. I mean, we all think, I could have done that. I could have avoided eating from that tree. <laughs> and so now, I mean, it's, it's basically the same thing, only God's gone, okay, all right, you couldn't do that. You know, I'll let you do anything, but okay, let's try this. All you have to do is one thing. You know, we won't do the we won't do the don't do one thing. We'll do. There's one thing you have to do, and if you do that, you have eternal life. Believe in Jesus Christ. What a deal! What 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 a bargain! Why doesn't everyone just receive the gospel? Because we love darkness rather than light. Because our deeds are evil. And I, and I love the fact that he doesn't say because we are evil. You are not evil. The very core of your being, the, the fabric of your soul, the, the, the DNA of your soul is the image of God. 
That's, that is how you were created. That is the way you were fashioned. Now, the stuff we do, I mean, at, at, we're born into sin and, and our deeds are evil and it, and it makes us flee from it, makes us, makes us flee from the truth. And we get, we get so hung up on what we have done or what we have not done that we, we can't believe what he has done. I'm going to pause for a moment because that was very good. We get so hung up on what we have done or have not done, we can't believe what he has done. And here we are. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we, we sit here and hear things like, uh, there's a star out there we're looking at, and dude, that thing's 4,000 years at 286,242, whatever, miles per second. That's so big. You know, and God's going... Oh, come on. It's here and here. And we get so hung up on me, 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 and what I've done. But if we come to, and if we come to the light, we'll be seen. It's irrational. We're going to be exposed anyway. I mean, your, your cover is blown. 1 Corinthians 4, 5, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of men's hearts. At that time, each will receive his praise from God. I mean, there's, there's going to be a time when not only is everything that you've ever done going to be made known, but why you did it. Which will be a revelation to some of us, quite frankly. Hebrews 4.13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. You can yell to the rocks and the hills, fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne, but it still doesn't negate this. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Now, let me go back. Everything you have ever done is out there. What you did eight and a half years ago just reached the dog star. And what you did when you were a teenager is probably out there. Well, it's on its way to Danab. It won't get there for another 1,500 years or so, but it's on its way. Everything that's ever been done, there's a record of it out there the incredible thing is some way somehow there's only one only one way to break the encryption and get in and change it and that's the blood of Jesus Christ and some wonderful magnificent incredible way when when you come to Jesus when he claims you as his own that encryption gets broken and, and, and the devil then comes before God and goes, hey, uh, you know what she did. I mean, it's right. It was right here. But it's not there anymore. So why don't people accept the gospel? Colossians, 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 4.4. 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. It's all about 
seeing light. The people, the reason people do not receive the gospel has nothing to do with rationality. It has nothing to do with, with um, it being complicated. It's not complicated. You, you come to a, if you've got a child who's able to speak, if they understand words, you can say to them, if you'll give your life to Jesus, then you'll be able to live forever. Would you like to do that? And almost all of them will go, yeah, because children are smarter than big people. But even if they don't go, yeah, they still understand it. Because it's that simple. It's got nothing to do with it being complicated. What, and, and, and it has nothing to do with, with rationality. I mean, who wouldn't accept this? That's why it does no good to argue with people. Because it's not about the fact that they don't understand it. It's about the fact that they're walking about in a fog. It's about the fact that, they're, that they have been blinded to the glory of the gospel. The light of the glory of the gospel is something that they just simply cannot see. There are invisible spiritual forces at work to to blind. And the weapon to overcome those spiritual forces is not to curse the darkness, but to let the light shine brighter. And that brings us to part two of the sermon. Over in Matthew 5, 14 and 16, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Jesus has passed on a charge to us. Jesus has commissioned us in a way that is far beyond what most of us have considered to be his commission. Jesus did not commission you to be a watchman on the walls. God commissioned Ezekiel to be a watchman on the walls. Jesus did not say to you, you are a watchman on the walls. He said, you're the light of the world. He, didn't, he did not, he did not uh, commission you to be the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. John the Baptist was commissioned to be the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. And he was quoting the prophet Isaiah when he said it. But that's not the commission God has given to you. He's commissioned you to be the light of the world. And remember what that is? Holds everything together. Visible and invisible. The, the, the scientific stuff and the really good stuff as well. When you get right down to it, that, that is what he's... Com- and he has equipped you. He's equipped you. We get so bogged down in these notions that, you know, I've got to warn everybody or, or I've got to, to do this or, and if I'm not doing this and I'm not up to, but that's not, you've been called to something so much more than that. So bigger than that. Something that really brings strongholds crashing down. And God has equipped us. Uh, We used to sing a chorus to this. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a a people belonging to God so that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. That's what Peter had to say over in Colossians. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. 
He's rescued you from the dominion of darkness. Brought you into the kingdom of the Son that He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 5, for you were once darkness, but now you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Find out what pleases the Lord. He has equipped us. He has made us ready to do this. All we've got to do is live as children of light. And you can. One of the things that I... uh, uh, one of the reasons I love this song that Wayne did beforehand was especially when it, when he first wrote it, it was so rich inside of him, and he was so close to what he had just come out of that I, I remember the first the first fifty times I heard Wayne sing it, and he and he and he came to the part uh, I feel good about tomorrow. I've been pardoned from my past. He couldn't get through it. I feel good about tomorrow. I mean, it's just, that was the way it was every single time. I'm going, finish the song. Yeah. And it, and it so resonated inside of me because I wasn't all that far away from being rescued out of darkness and, and transferred into the kingdom of light. I mean, it, what, a, what a liberating, fresh, powerful, wonderful experience that was. That's not what our sirens sound like. Oh, my goodness. And, and if you've come to Jesus, you've had that experience too. We just, we forget about it. We get it, it gets crusted over in all this stuff that we got to do. It gets crusted over in all of these duties that we're, that we're supposed to be performing. It gets crusted over in the fact that, you know, now I got to go make everybody else do this. No, you just have to be children of light. The world doesn't see much of that. St. Francis of Assisi uh, is probably best known for his prayer, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace, at least in Protestant circles. But uh, my favorite quote of his is, preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. We spend so much time and energy telling others what they should or shouldn't do, and, and then feeling by turns either guilty because we didn't tell them enough or superior because we do it so much better than they do. That we have little time and energy left over to just be. Just be. You know, often when people hear our voice and we're... Uh, we're, we're, we're telling them what they need to do. Or how to, all they hear is blah, 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 blah. Seriously. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. You know? And that's, that's, all that they're, that's all that they're hearing. Because the fog and the, and, the, and the white noise 
or the black noise going on around them is such that it, that it doesn't sink in. But when light invades a situation, see, that's, that's, why, that's why Jesus said, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven, not so that they may see your good deeds and go, wow, what a wonderful person you are. Uh, because it's really not even that, 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 those kinds of good deeds. Tell someone in this culture that they need to get saved, and likely the response you'll get is, who are you? Who are you and what do you think you know about me? It's because our culture is so dark. Really is. I mean, we think of ourselves as being advanced, but the truth of the matter is, we're, we're, Western culture is a very dark culture. You, you go into a lot of third world nations and you bring the gospel and, you know, and people, people are already connected. They, they already have that receptivity built in. But in our culture, it's, there's this insulation that's kind of around everybody. And so you, you say to them, well, what, you know, you need to get saved. And like I say, they're going, who are you? Who, who do you think you are? But if you'll, if you will, if you will shine, if you'll just help someone smile at somebody, they'll at least wonder what you're up to. <laughs> at the very least, because you see, what they're needing is not, is not somebody to come along and, ex- and convince them, or ex- because they can't be convinced, or explain to them. Uh, it, they, they can't tell what direction the sound is coming from. They're walking, they need somebody to take their hand. And to help pull them out. And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be big. And I'm not saying that, you know, oftentimes we don't, we, we have a tendency to not help people because there is, there's a lot of, you know, there, there's a lot of scamming. I mean, there really is, there's, and there's no doubt about it. A whole lot, whole lot of scamming going on. Uh, but you should never help or not help based on whether or not you think it's a scam. Because if you help or don't help based on whether or not you think it is a scam, then the only thing you can do is, the only thing you can accomplish is something in the flesh. You can't accomplish anything for the kingdom's sake that way. What you do is you listen to the Holy Spirit. Because it may be a scam. But if the Holy Spirit wants you involved, the scammer may be, may be getting more than they bargained for. And I, and I don't mean that they get busted. I mean, they get brought out of the kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of light. You know, and if it's, and if it's not a scam, you know, there's only so much of you to go around. You need to hear from God about what it is that you're supposed to do. Because, and, and if you will listen every day, he will give you something. Every day, you may have no money to give to anybody. It may just be, see that person over there? Somebody needs to smile at them today and it's supposed to be you. You know, see, you just walk over to them. <laughs> you know, and they may think, they may think, well, you're weird. 
Well, that's okay. Or they may start crying and go, I can't remember the last time somebody smiled at me. It may be that God is telling you, go tell that person they did a good job. Because you know what? There are millions of people out there who never hear that. Never hear that from anybody. And when they hear that from you, something inside begins to crack open. And they may not go to church with you that week, but they may want to talk to you again. They may, they may be, the, the darkness begins to be penetrated. They may begin to come to a place where they actually believe that somebody could care about them. Somebody could love them enough that, that God hasn't forgotten them. Maybe Jesus did die on the cross for them. Because most of them have, have kind of heard rumors. Those rumors just never had any meaning to them. So somebody brings the light, shines it into their lives. See, Jesus said another place, twice in John, he said, I'm the light of the world. The second time he said, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. The implication being, I'm not going to be here all the time. And when I go away, you are the light of the world. The body of Christ still going to be here and i'm going to equip you i'm going to empower you i'm going to i'm going to lift you out of the miry clay and sit your feet on a solid rock i'm going to make it possible for for you to be able to to see clearly i'm going to be make it possible for you to hear the father and in doing so you are going to be what i was you're you're going to be what holds this place together you're going to be what holds people's lives together you're going to be you're going to be what makes life worth living you're going to you're going to bring the joy. You're going to bring the wisdom. You're going to bring the love. You're, you're, going, to bring the mu- you're going to make the music. You're going to dance the dances. You're going, to, you're going to bring the beauty into this world that, that the world itself has no potential even to create. All it can do is fake it. You're going to be the genuine thing. That's all I want to say. You are the light of the world, and those words are real. They're real. They're not just some poetry. They're real, and that's what you've been called to be. You haven't necessarily been called to be a street evangelist. You haven't necessarily been called to raise the dead or perform miracles, but you have been called. To be light. Would you stand with me? (laughs) Uh, Don't you want somebody to love? Don't you need somebody to love? Hey, we did it. We had the Hispanics and the pole and the and the polka. Why not the hippies? Yeah. <laughs> you better find somebody. Yes. Body to love. Would our elders and their wives and staff come forward? And-
Those who are going to pray with people. And if you need prayer, you come forward. And, and maybe, you, maybe you didn't come today going, oh, I got something I got to get prayed for today. But maybe, maybe you just, maybe you'd like to get into this shining thing a little more. Maybe you're just, maybe something inside has kind of resonated with you. You go, man, you know, I've just been letting the devil on that drive to work. By the time I get there, I'm not in the mood to smile at anybody. On that drive home, by the time I get there, I'm not in the mood to look at my wife and go, wow, this looks good. That tasted good. You look good. In fact, I spent most of my, by the time I get through standing in line at the grocery store, I'm, I'm just not in the mood. It ain't about your mood. You're children of light. Maybe you just need some more of that. That'd be okay too. Just come. And if if you don't need to come and pray, then shine. We're going to worship. Shine. For the benefit of those who do need to come. And because the glow will last longer when you leave. Before you leave, will you just go shine on somebody you've never met before? What well, I mean, you know, I, I, you can give them a drive, you can give them a walk by smile, but you know, if you actually said something to them, that'd be nice too. This is practice. 
it's easy to do it here. It's harder to do it. This is practice for that. So would you do that? Raise your hand. Let me give you a blessing. The God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who sent his Son into the world, is the light of the world, and who has left his Holy Spirit in us as a deposit that we might be the light of the world. May that manifest in you. May you, may you be a bringer of light. May you be a bringer of joy. May you be a bringer of hope. May you be a bringer of truth in every circumstance that you find yourself in. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Whoa.